Welcome to Whoology, a real-world theology podcast that breaks down episodes of Doctor Who, hosted by myself and my lovely Whovian wife, Laura. Hello. Oh, and Mandy Rosenberry. Hello. Oh, hey. Hi. And uh-oh, Mark Winger. <gasps> oh boy, what are you doing in my house? We're all your Whovian wives. That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> This is an exciting relationship. Some wow. of you are from different regenerations. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, man. In my last genera- regeneration, you were a girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it can happen now. We all know this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, We're going to get into that. So, on this Whoology super panel, right. we've called in all the big guns. Everyone who has helped us talk about Season 8 of Doctor Who is here so that we can have this pseudo roundtable discussion about not only episode 12, Death in Heaven, but the entirety of season 8. Yay! Yeah. So, this is going to be probably a lot longer than you're used to. You know, we typically. Hold on to your butts. That's right. We typically um, keep these episodes around a half hour for your pleasure. Um, and now. <laughs> and now, now we're, we don't care about you. Yeah, now we don't really care. <laughs> so now um, we're we're long and we're strong and we're down to get the whoology on. All right, that just happened. I like that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, like I said, the first thing we want, we really want to hit on is we did not do a specific episode just for episode twelve, Death in Heaven. So we want to take a little bit of time and try to just rein in our thoughts about how this season ended through this episode some of the things that happened in this episode there's a lot of stuff that happened in this episode all crammed into what ended up being a little over an hour i think um so our first impressions of this episode and kind of uh what you liked and what you didn't like about it go i don't know that i can do this (laughs) (laughs) Um, huh. I honestly still don't really know how I feel about this episode. I have rewatched it, and I mean, there are parts that I certainly loved. The you know, um, all the little clues from the last you know couple doctors and things. Um, but there's so many things I was like, really, this is where we're going. I, I don't know. I just feel kind of let down. Do you feel that it was uh, an adequate? Um compliment to part one to, to God, episode no. 11 no do you do you think that it answered any of your questions no it told me all the things i already knew because i go on facebook once in a blue moon i <laughs> uh no i i was you know disappointed i was so glad to see osgood and uh kate lesbridge stewart back on there and those kinds of mm-hmm. things but it just everything that happened with missy the master was to me just a <laughs> So, <laughs> and that's the that's the audible uh, interpretation of your emotions. Yes, that's it. Okay, right there. It's a, it's a so term. so right now for this episode, Mandy, I'm guessing you're giving it a thumbs down. I'm giving it a thumbs down, definitely. Um, okay, so Laura, how did you feel about this last episode? Did it did it wrap things up for you? Did did you see some good? Did you see some bad? Um, we just watched it for the second time tonight. And I liked it better on the second viewing because there were a lot of moving pieces that I didn't catch the first time. I just mm-hmm. kind of missed what was happening and the significance of some of what was going on. So, um, And I think I decided 
I've decided just now, tonight, <laughs> that the things that I loved about it most had a lot to do with Michelle Gomez, Gomez as um, the master. Mm. Really, like, anytime she was speaking, I was, like, riveted. Like, I totally believed that she was just crazy. Absolutely. Just insane. And it's kind of nice to have a villain that is just, like, like you don't know what to do with them or what they're going to do next because they're unpredictable they are just evil. Um, you can't figure out what their um, motivations are or, you know, because maybe they don't really have any motivation, but just to stir things up and be evil. So um, I really thought she did a pretty incredible job. She was all over the place. It really did remind me of the guy who played the master before who I didn't write down his name, even though Mikey tells me to write down people's names. Moriarty. Did you write his name down? No. No, it's not him. No, it's right. the guy who looks like, uh, kind of looks like Simon Pegg a little bit to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so I, um, she kind of wins over some of that, the episode 12 for me. And um, I really liked Osgood seeing her. She really has, she really transformed in this episode, or she had transformed prior to this episode because she was very different from how she was in the 50th anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. So I really liked her. Um, I think that's pretty much, those are pretty much my initial thoughts about the episode. Okay. Was, Mark, Mark, where did you? It was, that was John Sim. He played the master. John Sim, uh, who I also really like as a master. Yes, he was very good as a yeah. master. Um, well, um, I feel like this is going to be the theme of the evening. Um, <laughs> I liked it. Uh, I, and I liked it not because, um, you know, I just wanted to like it. I actually really enjoyed it. And, and. You know, I thought maybe is it a compliment, good compliment to the first episode? I, I I thought the first episode went a lot of different ways. That there was only a few things that it set up for the second episode. So I thought the the first episode, uh, Dark Water, was a little bit more at fault uh, for it not being a cohesive whole because I mm-hmm. liked what they did in the second episode. It just didn't seem <clears throat> connected yeah. wholly to what they were talking about in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really <clears throat> they didn't really gel. They almost felt like two totally different episodes to me. Um, but, you know, basically, I liked it because I liked, um, you know, the drama and the emotion of it all. I thought it was a, you know, I went kind of, I, I did watch it for a second time, and I thought about uh, all of the, uh, the the season endings, you know, that we've mm-hmm. gotten in the this uh, particular series of Doctor Who, kind of tried to rate them. Um, I mean, I'm, I've never been a fan of the end of the seasons. I mean, ever. Mm. I don't like particularly any of them very much because when I think about my favorite episodes, all of the season enders are at the far bottom. Mm. Um, mm. I don't like. I didn't like. Uh, you know, like when. Um, even though I liked the the uh, the whole like first tenant season. You know, mm. when Rose uh, disappears and 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 goes into the other. Um, parallel universe or whatever um i liked that but the whole episode was just like uh, okay you know <clears throat> it's a high concept kind of thing that they kind of try to do in an hour or less mm-hmm. and you know you're trying then, to jack up the stakes as yeah. high as they can go yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so even though i particularly like the characters and i like you know the the ideas that they that they try to tackle with them the whole setup of the bad guys and like this whole over sometimes the overarching theme is, has been really good sometimes it's just been like whatever mm-hmm. um but, but uh, like, you know, like, for instance, like, I loved John Sim playing the master, mm-hmm. but I hated the ending of that season because it was three episodes of just, 
okay, let's go, let's get it over with, we know he's going to lose in the end, you know, mm. it's just that kind of thing. So, it's like they, you know, this is a show that, you know, thrives on, like, suspense and stuff, but, but we know the Doctor's going to win, so, you know, they don't really ever play into that, they just go for suspense, suspense, is it going to end, is it going to, it's not going to end. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot more suspense, there's a lot more stakes in the season than there is at season's end. So I've never really been mm. a particular fan of season's end, but I, I, I put this one, you know, maybe third or fourth down. I liked this idea. I liked the reveal of the Cybermen, even even though maybe it was kind of telegraphed and everything. Um, I liked that the Cybermen were there. I liked that she was the master. I like all of that stuff, and she was fantastic as the master. Mm. Um, Capaldi is a great doctor and all that stuff. So I, overall, I liked it. So... There, especially after I watched it the second time, watching it um, as it was happening, wanting to be surprised, wanting to be taken aback by these huge twists, these things that I could never figure out, these things that say, this is why Stephen Moffat runs this show and not the dude who just walked into the studio that day. <laughs> I was really let down by a lot of things. On the one hand, I, I saw some really good stuff. In this particular episode, I didn't really care for Dark Water. I thought yeah. Dark Water was... Uh, the few things that it did right were completely spoiled by the, the trailer. Or mm-hmm. the, the what you know ne- next time on Doctor Who mm-hmm. thing. If we wouldn't have known there were going to be Cybermen in Dark Water, then Dark Water would have been pretty interesting. Um, and I think we talked about this last episode. But in episode 12, there wasn't a whole lot that was spoiled by anything. And it was almost a race to watch it. And so I love that feeling again. That race mm-hmm. to watch it before the internet knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the huge disappointment that we got in Love 11 was that Missy was the, uh, the master. And any chance of them reverting that never happened. Um, or that being a bigger deal than it was never happened. Um, uh, Danny Pink being the Cyberman and him carrying around that dumb note and them having to like show it in his hand to show us that that was Danny Pink mm-hmm. was. I, I feel like they're like they don't they don't think their audience has any kind of intelligence. Mm-hmm. But I love the conflict that that had to. To play out, uh, but unfortunately, from the beginning of the episode, they set a very poor tone in my in my, in my opinion because the the entire intro uh, starts with Clara giving the spiel about how she's the Doctor and, she, and Clara never really existed, and then they do absolutely nothing with that except in the in the intro credits they show Clara's eyes instead of the Doctor's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a mislead for mm-hmm. for no reason. For no reason. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, just just don't make the episode as long. If you're not going to do anything mm-hmm. with it. Um, or, like, take that, yeah, like you said, disappointment. You wanted to be surprised. Like, how cool would it have been if suddenly this one Cyberman was acting weird? And it's like, why? And then it's like, oh, my gosh, it's Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that would have been pretty cool but, that yeah, we knew. Yeah, but they took the time to kind of telegraph that from a long yeah. way away. So, okay. But I want to talk about the things I did like. I really love the concept that we finally got at the end of this episode of the Doctor needing an army. I love the fact that the Master, unlike times previous, wasn't just trying to like destroy the world for the mm-hmm. world's sake. I love the fact... 
I mean, like, I really love the fact that he... I mean, we're, we're talking thousands of years, I guess, the Master has been alive and on Earth, because mm-hmm. the Doctor said how long have people believed in an afterlife, mm-hmm. that he's been collecting people and getting ready, getting the Master has been, or Missy's been getting the Cyber Army ready, just to do this one thing for the Doctor. Mm-hmm. That, to me, says this character is crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't need them to do anything dumb or cliche, like kill everyone's favorite character, um, to show me that they're crazy. If that, ha- if that, would if that happened. were to happen, um, <laughs> no, not this show. And, and so, and then having the doctor have to like basically be like, "Oh, I could do this if I had an entire army," and and giving us some kind of moral quandary to talk about at the end, and especially for a show <laughs> like this where you know it's interesting that you know everyone thinks that they're right, okay. Everyone thinks if everyone could just see the world the way I would, the world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. And that's true of us as Christians. That's true of people who are non-Christians who are like, if we just got rid of religion, the world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. You know, like no matter, and and everyone who has ascribes to different religions, if everyone just ascribed to our religion, the world would be a better place, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And this is basically the master saying, you think that you know what is best. So I'm giving you the means to go around and do whatever you want, basically being like a a wrathful god, mm-hmm. mm. and and offering that up to the doctor, and the doctor being like, no, realizing, and in my and and I would agree with him because I don't think the doctor is god, that no one should have that much power, mm-hmm. because there is someone in my worldview that does have that power, and that is you know a creator god. Um, Someone willing to sacrifice themselves for everybody else exactly. because of love. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Love, love that's not a feeling, but it's a promise. Yeah. Whatever that means. Well, and and it's a really good, uh, you know, for uh, you know, it's a theology show. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, we want to do well. Both. No, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to stop something, but I also don't want to go too far before I say I think it's a really good. Um, it's a good understanding on the writing side of things uh, of the master and um, mm-hmm. kind of the master's motivation because it's mm-hmm. a good compliment to what the last um, time we saw the master mm-hmm. where he was just trying to get Gallifrey back and he was just trying to kind of make amends with the doctor mm-hmm. almost. And, you know, of course he did it in a very screwed up way. Well, he did it again in a very screwed up way, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And well, it's like, it's like Moriarty to Sherlock. Like, yeah. they are on a plane that only they understand. They're mm-hmm. in a world totally of their own, and so they make the perfect, you know, protagonist, antagonist. Um, and and it, it shows you the Master's idea of good mm-hmm. is definitely way different than the Doctor's idea of good, because the Master's crazy. But his idea of good was like, well, here's your army to go destroy all your enemies. And that, that, that'll save all the people you always want yeah. to save all the Isn't time. Isn't this what you mm-hmm. want? Isn't that what you want? Mm-hmm. You know, so that was really, it was really good. You know, I, I, it, you know the, the, the delivery of all of that, not very good. But the idea, very good. Mm-hmm. So what I want to swing the pendulum back the other way is, I just wish that that concept that I think is incredibly worth discussing mm-hmm. Um, not only that concept, but when the doctor keeps throwing out these things about him being promoted to president, you basically him being in charge uh, and not wanting to be in charge and not wanting that pressure. All the things he says about war, about you know, uh, you you know, you keep saluting yourself. You look like you're concussing yourself, mm. and that explains probably war 
Mm-hmm. Oh, like through history mm-hmm. or what does he say I think I wrote it down one of the best quotes of the season <laughs> oh, yeah, which explains all of military history <laughs> you know um, so there's lots of that that we I want to explore and that I think it would have made a great episode like I mean because I think it did make it a pretty interesting episode mm-hmm. but they keep stopping this to go back to the Danny and Clara thing mm-hmm. which I have zero emotional stake in yeah. sure um, I have I basically don't care and it becomes like plot A and the master okay so I'm ta- like the master mm-hmm. in all even even though it's a letdown that it was the master if it's going to be the master For make you. it yeah, well, it better like, be. Um, it, it better be awesome yeah right mm-hmm. but it was basically the master was the side story I'm like come on What's the master of the side story? The master I mean, was the side story. That's, it goes the back master to... was the master was the addendum. Here, was... I, I have a question. All right, this is for all of you, especially you, Mandy, because you seem to hate this uh, episode the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to make you laugh and joke uh, <laughs> or choke. <laughs> I keep doing it. I apologize. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of like what I said. I don't like the... I mean, the season endings of things, they're never done. They never accomplish what they set out to accomplish. That, to me, is the character of the show, for better or for worse. Mm. I don't care. You know, the ideas are great. The Doctor is great. Arguably, the Companion is great. I mean, you know, arguably, mm. on Mikey's side, it's not. Mm. Um, but they... Ne- Spoilers. They, like, yeah. It's not a spoiler. We already we read Facebook. Uh, no, um, you know it, it's it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it this you're never gonna have a perfect episode in Doctor no. Who right. anymore. Anymore, Blink is a perfect episode. <laughs> you will never get that again. Mm. That's a once in a lifetime thing. But okay, I agree with that. It doesn't matter. Well, I agree that 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 it's possible that we're expecting things from it that it cannot deliver. Like we want things from it, we're looking for things from it that we're always going to be disappointed because we're never going to get that. But at the same time like um there are episodes other than Blink that I can watch over and over again and bawl my eyes out. Sure, and like sure. one of them is like and I'm not even talking about things that have great graphics or whatever. One of those episodes is Gridlock. Like every time oh, yeah. I watch Gridlock I and they play the old rugged cross, yes. I cry my eyes out. So I feel like there are episodes, like one of the things I love about Doctor Who is because it gives me a space to deal with big questions that I have, um, to think about like my place in the universe and how I feel about like, about, about that and about the divine or, you know, about like myself and my relationships. And I think it has done such a good job, like historically of like really connecting to a lot of people emotionally. Yeah. And so I think, um, I, I'm not even sure how to define why it's not been that way for me, but I think part of my problem with maybe the last two seasons is that I'll watch most episodes and feel nothing or feel like emotionally manipulated. Like, well, they wanted me to feel that way, but I didn't really feel that way on my own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this, cause this makes me want to ask a question. Okay. Because earlier, Mark, you said, you know, like the, you, um, all like the emotion in the episode and stuff like that. Uh-huh. To me, there was only one emotion that I felt besides like, oh, that was that was an episode of Doctor. Besides Hair. indifference. Well, it wasn't even indifference because, like I said, I didn't I didn't uh-huh. love the concept. Mm-hmm. But I, I look when you're talking about like gridlock things that you like 
you get in you get invested in mm-hmm. the o- the only real emotion that i outwardly expressed was when osgood died a basically meaningless pointless death more pointless than danny's death mm-hmm. and i was like seriously mm-hmm. i i was i was indignant i was nobody liked the lethbridge stewart salute no really i was oh, like i thought that- it was great I, love I mean, that. I, I was like, okay, it's another nod, but I wasn't like emotional about it. So my question, I, and I, I want, I want you all to take time to tell me where you had these moments because I want, I want these moments to have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like Mandy, with this episode, what kind of emotions did you feel, and when did you feel them? Like, were you, um, like most people who tell me, or the reason I ask this question is because lots of things that I read were like, it was so emotional watching. Clara say goodbye to Danny and I was like no No, no. I was like there was she was like this is the last time I'll say I love you to anybody and he's like oh no just turn your my emotions are too much I'm like I don't feel even a little bit (laughs) so so what I want to know is like does this work for someone else because I I know one of the beautiful things about Doctor Who is that it doesn't have to strike everyone the same way every time Mm -hmm. so Mandy what where, where, where were you on, like, across the spectrum with episode 12? Oh, um, you know, like, uh, emotionally, I think I was so, like, excited and I don't even know what the right word is. With Missy, she was so good at being bad. Oh, my gosh, you just hate her so bad. And at the same time, you're like, oh, she is awesome. I know. Yeah. She's just, so cool. She is. She just, oh, she is diabolical and she's spot on. <laughs> Like, I don't know, I don't really care for the writing and how that, you know, that, but the actors, all of them, I thought were fantastic, but man, she was fantastic. And I really was emotional at the, the salute and of course with, um, Osgood, but again, like all of you say the Clara and pink thing, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, they fail with the Clara, Clara, well, they didn't fail with Danny's side of the Danny right. and Clara. Right. Danny was excellent. I mean, oh, I always wanted more from him. Always. I mean, you always want more from him, but mm-hmm. he was very, very good at portraying what they were saying that he was feeling. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. his emotion as that Cyberman, as that Cyberman, I bought. I really got, and I was, I felt for him. But when it came to Clara's side of things, and that could have been. It's reaching a little bit, but it could have been purposeful because she was so obsessed and addicted to the doctor that you saw this my best friend in the world, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. She never really had the connection to Danny, so I didn't buy the yeah. whole mm-hmm. I I I wasn't very good at but I loved you. Did you really? I mean there was mm-hmm. nothing they didn't set that up. The whole Danny and Claire thing was never really interesting, but Danny did a very good job yeah. and I felt his emotion. I always did. So Especially he, when he's with the kids. Oh yeah, I mean, when he's yeah. like hover, his fingers hovering over delete. Like I felt that in yeah. dark water. I was yeah. like, man, mm-hmm. this guy's hurting. He has reason to hurt. Right. Well and that so that's the thing about Danny to me, because I, I can I could get behind Danny and I always wanted more from Danny. But the only time Danny really annoyed me was when they turned Danny from like I, I thought he went overtly the opposite side of the spectrum. To- yeah, antagonistic when he was basically like antagonizing the doctor. Oh, I got that totally. Like I understood what he w- what they were like trying to show and what he was trying to like be upset about, but like I was like you went from like being a very uh likable character and a very relatable character, a very sympathetic character to just being a jerk. 
not like a pointful jerk, but yeah, just but a there jerk. Was a, there was totally a point, and we're getting to, to talk about the full season. But I just want to point that out. But we, uh, <laughs> we, you know, there was a point to all that because he hated superiors, and he saw that the doctor all along was a superior. But that's the problem with Danny because to me, Danny showed that he was cool, calm, and collected basically all the time. And for him to basically go out of his way to be a jerk. To me, was out of character. To I think, well, I mean, like I said, the way that I saw Daniel, that he came across to me, if he was going to be a jerk, he was going to do it cleverly, and he was going to do it with like a, a straight and even kill, mm-hmm. and be like, "Look, this is what they do, and it's terrible, mm-hmm. and I don't ever want to be associated with that again." Not like, "Here I am, sir." No, 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 sir. Oh, look at what he's going to do. Look at what he's going to do, Claire. I was like, did you just become like one of your kids? <laughs> like, I know you're not, but what do I, you know? Well, and, and so, like I said. I think it's, you're nitpicking about it. I am nitpicking. Yeah, you're very nitpicking. <laughs> um, okay, so, Laura, before we, before we move on to season eight as a whole, what like where were you on the emotional spectrum of this? Um, Let's see. I... <clears throat> I um, felt like fear striking my heart when Osgood leans in and mm-hmm. she's like, I'm about to kill you. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, she better not do that. I mean, like that scene, I, I definitely felt like what they were putting out there. Um, I, I mean, the only other thing that sticks out to me is the, the exchange between the doctor and Missy in the graveyard. <clears throat> which I would have loved a lot more development of mm-hmm. where yeah. she's basically saying like, she's this crazy person, but she still has this like inner longing that we can definitely identify with to belong, to mm-hmm. be, to be the same as other people yeah. and to have a friend, a companion that can like travel with her who um, she, she's like trying to get them on the same page so they can do this together, you know? And so I felt that exchange a little bit and, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I know this is a whole other question, but this, to me, this ties in like, um, I, that to me is like the pinnacle of the episode. That is, that's where it's all heading towards Mm -hmm. with Missy and the doctor. And I I felt like, um, I felt like the doctor was kind of being a doormat a little bit. Like I wanted to see more fight from him. I wanted to, I wanted to see him like really wrestling with what she was putting out there. Um, I don't know what y'all's opinion is about, like, like, how proactive was the doctor in this, or was he really just letting things happen to him? I mean, he seemed to pretty much be goofing off a lot on the, the airplane, but um, anyway, I, that was probably a scene that resonated with me. Well, it seemed like he continually was reacting to things, mm-hmm. and I don't understand. It, like I said, again, it seemed very out of character from what I had seen from the doctor before, I mean, they have this entire build-up scene, again, where Danny's basically being antagonistic toward the Doctor and saying, look what he's going to make me do, Claire. Look what he's going to make me do. You'll see the true true Doctor and what he's, where his priorities are. And I'm like, why does he need Danny to tell him what the plan is? Don't we all see what the plan is? The plan is pretty obvious by now. Um, and then he allows Danny to turn into a Cyberman, and Danny's like, yep. Yeah, this is basically a plan. And you're like, dang it, I already knew that was happening. Yeah, you're like, I thought I'd get more information from like, you. Yeah, yeah, we got that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, I don't understand, like, as clever as the Doctor has always been, I don't understand why he needed... It seems like we're talking about two things here. We're talking about writing decisions and mm-hmm. what you felt. It's two very different things. Oh, I thought we were moving on from feelings. Well, <laughs> but well, isn't the no, one meant I'm, to affect the other? 
uh, in a way, um, because it's not just writing that can affect it. It's, you know, uh, production choices. Mm -hmm. It's acting choices. Um, Mood music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they can manipulate, you know, just like in that way. Um, You know, and and so that kind of goes back to what I'm saying, like, you know... You're saying it. You're saying it does matter because you're not feeling something over these past, you know, this season and a half with Clara. This whole Clara season and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think there are moments that you would say that that you did. You know, particularly like the 50th anniversary episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some moments not with Clara, like uh, in the uh, something of the the first one where he, you know, they're Into in the, the graveyard. And, uh, no, the, uh, with Matt Smith where he sees, um, River and he's like, I saw you all along. Oh, you yeah. You were always there. Oh, okay. So, there are these moments that we find and we connect to and we really, and this is, this can transition to season eight overall, that we, that is what makes Doctor Who Doctor Who. Now, it's not as good as, like, Midnight, mm-hmm. where the Doctor's about to, you know, the Doctor's getting taken over by this alien and, you know, they're on this... You know, in the middle of this uh, planet, and I mean, that makes your heart. That was mm-hmm. a that's a, one of those flawless episodes, like or Gridlock. like the family of blood. Like, yeah, I, he's try, he's giving up his human self for his you know exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there are those moments, but and and overall, you know, this they haven't been as frequent, but they're still there. So now we have, and this is what I see, and this is kind of my problem, in essence, with the way that I see people complaining about, and it's not people complaining; it's the way people are complaining about what's going on they go god Stephen Moffat mm. I mean I'm not watching for Stephen Moffat Stephen Moffat's just creating what I'm watching mm-hmm. and so I am connected to the Doctor and what the Doctor Who universe has you know when I see Cybermen I like Cybermen because mm-hmm. it's Doctor Who I'm not pissed off that the, you know there's there's Cybermen you know and everybody's like oh god Cybermen again <laughs> is it the, is it the ma- the master come on do something new i mean it's, doctor who is doctor who and i i like doctor who and i am connected emotionally and there are mo- there are moments that go past what doctor who does with those you know midnights and those those gridlocks and blinks and stuff um, and i keep searching for those and we haven't had those mm-hmm. but that's that's what i think is to me fair to complain about versus I mean, it didn't really work that they were like, you know, he needed to turn on the thing to find out the plan. Didn't we know the plan? All like do, the do techno babble. Yeah. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. writing decisions are writing decisions in every show. I mean, it's like, I watch Doctor Who because of the Doctor and because of what's going on in the universe and the ideas that they present. Is And, and overall, you know, I feel like the three of you, at least two of you, I don't know about you, Laura, but the three of you are going to say this season was awful. And I liked the season a lot because it raised a lot of good ideas. Was it perfect? No. Was Clara interesting? No. Was the Danny and Clara thing interesting? No. But it was a great season because there was a lot of cool stuff that went on. And that's why I watched Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. So. I think, um, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And I think um, I've fallen victim to, to that myself because, like, I was... I was evaluating, there was a whole, like, conversation that happened on my Facebook wall that I just observed. Um, Because, like, there was an article that I really resonated with in terms of, like, hey, let's get off of, you know, let's get Doctor Who off of planet Earth and let's basically do some one-off episodes where we're just, like, discovering new things and it doesn't have to be super serious. Um, So I resonated with that. But then I was thinking about, like, um, 
you know, I find myself saying like, oh my gosh, on, in, in season eight, we just were stuck on Earth with Clara. That's all I can think about. And then I was like, I really liked the train in space. Yeah. I loved that, you know? And I was like, I loved being on the moon. That was super cool. I love like the there bank were robbery. things, you know, and I was even thinking about, look, okay, yeah, I love Time Heist. I was like, look, we went to like an alien, like super bank with like all these different species. We went into space on a train where there was like an era throwback. Uh, we went, we did like a, a, a traveling back into the legend of Robin Hood. Like they actually went to a lot of interesting places. And so I wonder, um, like, I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like I'm purposefully trying to um, analyze the season and pick out the things that are bad because, or the things that annoy me because I want to love it so much. But um, like, I feel like not every episode has to be like super emotionally powerful, you know, reeled mm-hmm. me in, mm-hmm. you know, but there, like you said, there are those nuggets in there, like almost in every episode, great ideas. And I like, I want so badly for them to take those and to say like, all right, here's this interesting idea. Let's focus on that and develop that. And I feel like my, most of my frustration comes in with being distracted by things that are not interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like the like really a lot of Claire's emotional stuff mm-hmm. and and I f- actually feel very validated by my annoyance with that because like in my understanding of episode 12 Missy basically says I chose Clara for you because she's so self-involved and selfish and she's not a real companion and she's going to distract you and mm-hmm. like manipulate you mm-hmm. and I was like oh that's how I felt about Claire all season <laughs> I felt distracted by her and manipulated so, um, like, all that to say that, like, I agree. I think this season did some really cool stuff and had some really cool ideas. And I think I'm I'm sad that I felt so distracted by, by the whole Clara thing. Mm-hmm. Like, all that. And rant. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what Mandy has to say about all that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, I did not hate this season. I really actually enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I, I... <laughs> Again, like Laura said, the the Clara distraction, and for me personally, I feel like uh, here comes the like the religious thing. I feel like God has been trying to teach me in my own personal life to quit being so bitter and jaded and overthinking everything, (laughs) and that this season of Doctor Who has been the perfect thing. Like every Saturday, I'm like, I'm so excited about Doctor Who, but oh, what if it's not how I want? You know. Just relax and enjoy it because you love this show. And, you know, yes, God spoke to me through Doctor Who. Um, That's right. <laughs> and, but really, seriously, like I had to remind myself, you love this show. Look at the kids are loving it. We even got my husband's family, his mom and dad. We had family dinners and then all watched the whole season together <laughs> every nice. Saturday. It was fantastic. They would never watch the show otherwise, but they liked it. <laughs> So, you know, it was, I did enjoy it. And, man, there were some great things about it. And, I, yeah, I definitely am guilty, too, of the, like, oh, Clara is just driving me crazy. But it, mm-hmm. there are so many good things. And you know what? Just enjoy the ride. You don't have to overthink everything. And, you know, there's your moment of zen right there. Well, do you, yeah, <laughs> do, you think, do you think it's because Doctor Who is one of those unique shows, and there's several others that you can name, but one of yes. those unique kind of franchises mm-hmm. uh, that 
is you can do that with because if it's like a new show, you know, that's like this is the first season of this new idea, they're really kind right. of messing this up. You don't have like the doctor, the character that you've invested so much time mm-hmm. caring about. You don't have the universe that they spent so much time developing and stuff. Right? Do you feel like it? Because that's what I think. I think it's kind of like that. You know, it's because it's Doctor Who, right? And you, you know, know, it can always be different. Absolutely. And it's, you never know where it's going to be. And you're right. This is something that we have invested in hours of my family time. I have t-shirts and coffee mugs and pillows (laughs) of the TARDIS. You know, my kids are obsessed with it. We talk about it all the time. I listen to multiple podcasts about it. Maybe, you know, again, I'm overthinking things and not um, just allowing it. Maybe I predisposed myself because I listened to so many other people's thoughts of where the season was going to go or mm-hmm. what they were hoping that it was going to be. And some of them are similar to mine and some of them are completely different. And then, you know, then I just, I just kept expecting oh, this is going to happen or please mm-hmm. don't let Missy be the master, you know, <laughs> and then she is. And in fact, that episode, Dark Water, I feel like I was able to kind of like put it all away. And I was literally, Ella and I, my middle child, were like on the edge of our seat, like just biting our nails the whole episode. And when they finally, she revealed herself, I was like, wait, I knew that was coming, but. (laughs) (laughs) And see, that's like, it's okay to want more. Like, it's okay to be disappointed by stuff. You want more from, you want a better companion and more you know more from the companion you know i mean it's it's okay to want more it's it's human nature to want more from from even the good stuff you know so that's good and and that's how you keep pushing it you get better you know get better stuff but when i think so where where the season finally ends uh up for me is that it's got two major strikes against it one is that i see so much untapped potential because, you know, we already named a whole bunch of the really great concepts, the great places that they went in this episode, doing the Robin Hood episode, doing the train episode, the you know, the Tom Heist. All these things were great. Uh, for 75% of Listen was really good. Um, but think of some of the episodes without having to deal with the Danny and Clara stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of how Flatline was one of my favorite episodes, mm-hmm. except when we had a stop to acknowledge the fact that Clara was lying to Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this is stupid. This whole episode is so good. Why are we, why are we stopping to mess it up? Mm-hmm. And so most of my disappointment comes from being like, you know, this could have been an episode that would be like in my top 10 or top 20 but you know that leads to strike two which is i would say that though there's a lot of good in season eight there's no singularly singularly good episodes that carry eight to a place where it would rival some of my other favorite seasons Mm -hmm. um like i said i don't think that there's any episode in season eight that if I could only take 20 episodes or 25 episodes of Doctor Who to a desert island with me, <laughs> that I would take anything from this season. Oh, man. Um, there's, 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 like, I mean, there's pieces of some of these episodes that I would love to take. Maybe that's all we can ask for. But and just like No, and it's okay to, what, to ask for 100% of an episode to be awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. particularly, only, but, I think... 
100% listen is awesome, and I would take it to a desert. I, I love that one. I love the concept of of it. All, you know, the doctor spinning himself into a whirlwind of uh, paranoia. Well, you know? And that's the 75%. The last 25% where she's like talking to the doctor as a kid and giving this thing. That I mean, that's that's him spinning himself into a, a, a circle of paranoia, and it's it all stemmed from it, it. You know, I like that because it was like it all stemmed from time. It's all go, go back in time, and and how time can affect you and can linger with you. And see, I like that. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I, and and I think everybody's you know got you know uh, uh, you know things that they can um, look at and think are negatives in every episode. So, uh, but you know. But so even the even the conceit of the entire season, um, something that I would love to to flesh out is them going back and forth using Danny Pink, uh, this soldier metaphor, this inevitable showdown at the end, this who is the doctor? Am I a good man? Asking those questions, I do agree with what you've said earlier, Mark. That the endings of most of the seasons of Doctor Who. They basically try to like shoot so far, but you know they're coming back with the next season mm-hmm. that the doctor's going to win somehow. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be almost nice to see the doctor lose, um, just to have to know how they're going to bring him back next season. You know, mm-hmm. end on a downer, but they don't tend to do that. They tend to end with him mostly on an upper. I feel like this episode ended with a downer. But see, but he, <laughs> but he still won. Yeah, and that's the thing. I guess I like ultimately, ultimately, you know, the Earth was saved. There are no more Cybermen. But their relationship Again. was not saved. Claire and the Doctor couldn't reconcile their relationship. Yeah, and that happened. So there's something, I guess, to look forward to, and we can talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, where did you guys fall on the the underlying themes of the entire season? Like, did did this season pull its own, own, own weight when um, I I did have this like moment of like brightness in episode twelve where he says like I'm an idiot like I'm just an idiot yeah. with a box yeah. and I just felt like oh that feels so good to come back to that and to say yeah you're just bouncing around seeing what's out there like you care you're carrying people along with you because you want to share that adventure with other people you think it's awesome you know like I'm reminded of something that David Tennant's doctor said to um, the master whose name you said and I can't remember John Sim yes John Sim where he says like you don't have to own the stars you can just enjoy them like Mm -hmm. you can just go out there you don't have to be like the ruler of all or like the hero of everybody you can just be an adventurer and so I feel really I felt really optimistic about that kind of return to I'm just an idiot like I'm no bigger or better than anybody else. Um, that realization after the season started with him being grouchy, mm-hmm. crotchety, old man doctor. Shut yeah, up-y. because, you know. Yeah, maybe, shut up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because he maybe he thought he was supposed to be more than that. Or, you know, I mean, like, people certainly seem to put a lot of responsibility on him saying, like, oh, guess what? You're the president of the world. And we didn't tell you that, you know, um, or of the earth. Um, so I, um, he's on the payroll. I really loved like coming to that. I do have a question about that, that like if, if people felt like they wanted to respond to it, I'd love to hear what you think about, um, like if the doctor can actually say, can he actually define himself that way? Like, cause he says, I'm not a good man. I'm not a bad man. 
because like he's still making decisions that affect whole societies. You know what I'm saying? Like he still saves people. So um, is that can the doctor only be like a like an adventurer, an idiot in a box? Well, I think it's a little bit of a cop out, but I don't think it doesn't work based on some of the things that Mark had mentioned earlier. You know, this this is a show that doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. We're just exploring these ideas. <clears throat> yeah. So once you start taking it too seriously, that's when I think you're kind of missing the point, which is, I think, what we remind ourselves every week. And I think what <clears throat> Mandy's uh, talked about, too, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. And I, and I think conceptually, though, um, to answer your specific question, I think that works better than him saying he's good or he's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought fundamentally from the start, you know, because I, when I think of the doctor, you know, I, when you think of the doctor, you put yourself in that universe to say, what What if I needed the doctor? You know, you think of mm-hmm. the doctor and you'd be like, well, he'd be my savior, you yeah. know, which is a really interesting concept. But for him to say, I'm a good man, I, or, or even just ask, I'm a good man, is a fundamentally flawed question mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. You're the doctor. You're mm-hmm. not a man at all. And so for him to say, I'm just an idiot with a box, you know, is a better answer than saying one or the other. And for him to realize that at the end of this season, I thought was a good wrap up to it all. Because, you know, they set up this season, you watch that first trailer, am I a good man? Oh, this season's going to be about this doctor being crotchety and old, and is he a good man? Mm -hmm. Which wasn't. It was about Claire and Danny, for some reason. Um, For some reason. they, They focused way, way too much on Danny and Claire. But... For them to wrap it up, and I really loved this whole season, what they were saying and showing and doing with the Doctor. There was nothing in this season that was bad about what they did and where they went with the Doctor. Mm-hmm. The Doctor was phenomenally interesting this entire season to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they focused on Danny and Claire, which is not interesting at all. So, um, But for them to wrap that up and say, for him to get an answer and be like, you know what, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm not good. I'm not bad. I'm just an idiot with a box. And I'm going from here to there, passing through, and he's going to do what he does. He's the doctor. So that was really the only realization for him to come to. Mm-hmm. It would have been. It probably wouldn't have been better if he was like, I, I'm not a good man or a bad man. I'm the doctor. You know, so whatever. But, you know. And maybe that feels uncomfortable um, because, like what you said, like when we think about, when I think about the doctor, I think about him as being a hero, you yeah. know, and he, he could be my hero. You think of like your house burning is going to yeah. burn down tonight and the doctor's going to come in the TARDIS and pull you in. Yeah. You know, that's what you think. About. Yeah. <laughs> so it is a little <clears throat> bit uncomfortable to think like that he can come to a place that, um, like a similar place to us to say like, you know what? I'm just a person trying to get by. Like, I'm just trying to do what I think is right. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe sometimes... That makes people mad at me, and sometimes it makes people revere me. But, um, but yeah, but but my whole purpose is not to make people think of me as their hero or their villain. Like I'm just a time lord doing my thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So it does feel a little bit uncomfortable to say like, oh, maybe you're not like the savior of the world. And actually, I feel that same way about Clara as a companion. Um, that. That maybe, like, I'm considering that it's possible that the, like, visceral reaction that I have to Clara is purposeful. Because she's not like any other companion. She is selfish and manipulative. Mm -hmm. And is that, could that maybe be saying, so if you get in the TARDIS with the Doctor, are you going to be, like, some selfless little helper and it's all about the Doctor and it's not about you? 
I mean, like, I'm, I'm re-watching part of season one, and there's Father's Day when Rose uses time travel to save her father from dying, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, so this is all about you? Like, mm-hmm. getting what you want from time travel? So I, I love, like, being able to relate to a companion that is, like, a, a strong um, partner with the doctor and is saving worlds with him and is, like, you know, helping him to see his flaws, helping him to be a better person. I don't think Clara did that, and maybe maybe there was a reason for that. Maybe mm-hmm. it was purposeful. Well, allow me to <laughs> clarify. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I did not like Danny and Clara. I did like Clara this season, and I know that you know some people didn't. Um, I I liked that she was addicted to him, and that they pulled that out and didn't just let that be <clears throat> like Martha was addicted to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Martha was like in love with the doctor and I hated that mm-hmm. because it was just it was like, oh she's just in and they never really kind of like tackled the like what you're you're just encapsulated with the doctor. You're just in love with you're infatuated. They never really tackled that. Um but with Clara they did. And and not that she was in love with him, but that she was addicted to what he gave her. And uh that doesn't really gel with, you know, her being the impossible girl. And yeah. that whole thing with Matt Smith and her going into his timeline. So, so they don't really connect. To me, they seem like two different companions. Mm-hmm. But it was a really, really interesting way to go with her character, I thought. Did you think that, Mandy? <laughs> I'm trying to involve you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah, you know, I do think it was like two totally separate characters. Um, I just... Man, you know what? I wanted her... I wanted more to be made out of like the what happens because she lied so much to Danny mm-hmm. and yeah. the what the reality of was of that and I did love the part that they emphasizes this is addictive behavior and in my own home it brought up a good conversation starter with mm-hmm. my kids um that you know h- how to discuss that uh, as we do so many times with Doctor Who topics mm-hmm. um sure. <laughs> but uh yeah, I I, I kind of wanted to see her. I wanted the doctor to kind of rake her feet over the coals a little bit about you can't be lying. When he found out that she had not, in fact, told Danny that she was going to be with him. And she goes busting through the window in that episode. And she, he's like, where are you? Are you with the doctor? You know, I wanted something more to come up that I wanted to see consequences of that. Mm-hmm. I just... Again, expectations that were never met. Right. Well, sorry, wasn't um, it really interesting that you know you were saying you wanted the doctor to kind of rake her over the coals? That would have been interesting, but wasn't it interesting also that like he? What's rule number one? The doctor lies. Doctor lies. So right. he lied to her in the end anyway because he said, "I found my home," mm-hmm. but right. he didn't. Right. Right. So he wanted this kind of like pseudo happy ending for her. Mm-hmm. And that's why he kind of like, it almost is like what, that's why he wouldn't listen to her when she was explaining what she wanted to say. And he was like, look, you're going to go be there and, and you'll be fine. And I'm going to go, uh, you know, to my home. I found it. Yay. And he didn't. And, you know, mm-hmm. I yeah. love that scene where he was breaking the TARDIS up into pieces because he's mad. You know? I know. I totally forgot awesome. about that until you said that. But that scene really got me. It was me. a really great. Yeah idea because everybody you know i think at the end of uh, matt smith's tenure was like go find gallifrey mm-hmm. right what if it, you know i mean and, and they it, that would have been interesting i really wanted them to do that but you know the fact that they didn't what if it's not actually there what if what if mm-hmm. for some reason it's not 
there, but yeah. you know, it was good to see that he like that he hadn't forgotten. You know, like that desire is still there for mm-hmm. him to find his his people, his peeps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so we've kind of already been talking about both these things, but to kind of, we usually do likes and dislikes at the end of every show. But since we're talking about more than just one episode, I kind of wanted to talk uh, threefold. One, basically, your feelings on Capaldi as 12. And I think most of us are pretty positive on that, but you know, giving you a chance to actually expound upon that. Your feelings on Clara and her arc, because I almost feel like we have had two Claras. There was Clara mm-hmm. of Season 7, and there was Clara of Season 8. To me, which had very, very different um, emotional arcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, kind of your opinion on where she is, where we've left her, and then uh, what we'll eventually get to is kind of what we see down the road, the Christmas special and, and beyond. So, but first, you know, just uh, Mandy, on, on the whole, you know, kind of what did, what did Peter Capaldi do for you as 12, and how do you feel uh, in kind of a summation of where you have seen Clara go. Oh, I love Peter Capaldi. I think he is fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite things is rewatching every episode and just catching the little things that mm-hmm. you didn't, because you could watch it four or five times and you're still catching new stuff. It's yes. just, oh man, I think he does a fantastic job. I love the yes. older, snarkier. I, I know I didn't care for the shut up so much, but... And oh, I gosh. still, I still don't. But man, he just really d- is doing a great job, and I am so excited to see where he is going to go with this and what's going to happen in the next season and you know beyond. I, I think he nails it. I think he, he's so different than Matt Smith was. And my husband and I talk a lot about the the older doctor versus the younger doctor and all of that, that all that entails. I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, Clara, I, you know, she is the impossible girl. I cannot figure out what I think about her. But still, I have I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Is she going to leave us? Are we going to find out where, you know, what happens? Is Danny Pink going to show back up in her timeline somewhere? You know, who knows? That's very exciting. Who knows? Obviously. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, I didn't always, you know, fully embrace her, but I, yeah, she's, Martha Jones was absolutely my least favorite and she's nowhere near that. So, you know, I'm still <laughs> looking forward to see where it's going. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I want to say uh, that I think, arguably, there's not anybody who has done a better job of portraying the Doctor. Now, I know that's a big statement, and it's kind of an unfair statement, and I'd say that knowing it full well that it is that. But, uh, you know, because, you know, everybody's done a great job that's played the Doctor, really. Um, Capaldi, has ne- Capaldi has really encapsulated the entire history of Doctor Who mm-hmm. into one Doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's, it's, it's, it's stunning how he's been able to do that and his idea of where the Doctor should start and where he should be by season's end and where he's going. And just, you know, it, it, it's it's hard, very hard, and, and you, you have to give him credit for being brave enough to go from 
really everybody's like most likable doctor, most easily approachable doctor in mm-hmm. Matt Smith, the mm-hmm. most fun loving mm-hmm. doctor in Matt mm-hmm. Smith. You know, dancey, jokey, lanky to get away from me, you pudding brain. Yes. You know, that's a huge leap. Not only is it a huge leap just visually because he's older, but it's a huge leap character-wise, right. trust-wise. And mm-hmm. he said, no, 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 this doctor needs to be more alien and more put- off-putting than anybody has ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first you don't understand that, and as the season goes on, you see how it's kind of evolving, but you, <clears throat> as you look back, you understand that that really encapsulates every single doctor yeah. right. that has ever been. <laughs> So, that, I mean, that, that I love I love Capaldi's Doctor. And, um, you know, I, I liked Clara from the beginning. I liked the idea that they found this actress in Jenna Coleman, who's really done a great job mm-hmm. uh, with what they've given her, um, you know, that they liked so much in one episode where she, was the, she ended up being the Dalek um, that they wanted to have her on. As, she's, they were like, she's so good of an actress, we have to figure out how to make her like a companion. She should be the next companion. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that, like, well, crap, how do we how do we do that? I thought it was a great idea that they're like, well, she's shattered through his timeline, and we'll just play on that. Mm-hmm. was really cool. doesn't really gel with what we saw this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked, you know, seeing uh, a companion who would be like probably most of us and get addicted to that life mm-hmm. and being really addicted and drawn to this doctor and can't give it up. I mean, you think about like if the TARDIS appeared in this room right now, Oh my you'd be like, peace out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you maybe in your like time, like 10 seconds, but for me, it's going to be like a year. I'm out, you know. And and how hard it would be to give that up, you know that that was really a, a, a I thought a fundamental question of a companion that they never tackled before, and they brought it up this season. Mm-hmm. So I liked that um, they just tried way way too hard for some reason to give her a love story, and yeah. that was not interesting at all. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll start with Clara and say that um, it would be so interesting to see her character arc without Pink in it at all. Yeah, mm. because it would. Because I think she still was dealing with a lot of that stuff, um, but the focus was taken off of like these great emotional, spiritual, like conflicts in herself, um, to something that wasn't wasn't developed enough to hold that. Um, anyway, so that would that's very interesting, and I um, maybe would be an interesting way to watch the show is to think of it as. Uh, Pink not being there, although I really like the guy who played Danny Pink, and yeah. I, you know, I love the concept of him. Um, I, um, I'm sitting here listening to you guys talk about Peter Capaldi and realizing that there, there has never been one time in this season that I have not thought of him as the Doctor. I've never watched him and said, like, oh, this is this guy playing this character, like. He has, he's been the doctor to me from the beginning. And I felt a little bit like it took me a little while to get on board with Matt Smith, um, probably because I love David Tennant so much. But, um, and, and I love the way that you express that, Mark, that it's like how he's encapsulating the entire history of this person, this being. And, and that would be conflicting because he's lived longer than anyone he's encountering. And how do you like hold in one person that many personas and relationships and experiences and pain and um so yeah i think he does an an incredible job of doing that and i um i think that anytime they give him like a moment to have 
he has knocked it out of the park. So I'm excited about seeing more, more of, more focus on him, more seeing him do those, deliver those moments. Yeah, I would say for me, Capaldi has been the easiest transition of ironic, right? Of the newest Doctors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. The, the, mm-hmm. There. I would not go as far as Laura says that there was never a time why I didn't feel like he was the Doctor because episode one of season eight about two thirds of it when they were trying to show us him getting his legs I just don't I don't think it was Capaldi's fault because I don't see inconsistencies in him I felt like they were trying to do too much um, to show us like the transition from Matt Smith Mm -hmm. to Capaldi and it just didn't... I was like, I don't think... I can't see any Doctor in there, mm-hmm. much less Capaldi as a Doctor. But by the end of that episode, oh. I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I was like, and I think we said it when we did episode one of this season of Whoology. I think... I'm pretty sure I was like, yes, I was frustrated because up until the very end of the episode, I was like, who is this? <laughs> um... <laughs> And that's not what you are. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, by, by the time by the time they they got to the end, I was like, if the, if I get more of this, then yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> um, so, I, 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 but you know, Matt Smith took about a half season to really grow on me. And once once I got used to Matt Smith, I could go back and see those first episodes and be like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Um, Tenet took I don't know two or three episodes to grow on me because I really like Eccleston. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, we'll shout out to Chris. Yeah. I mean, like you know, we we and we've talked about this uh, on on episode zero. So, but it was like I said, the quickest transition, and I do think he owned it. I loved his demeanor. I loved everything he brought, and I think Mark, you did put it a really great way that he does kind of encapsulate this. All, all previous doctors, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that's really hard to do. And I was skeptical at first because, I mean, if I could vote again, I would still vote for Idris Elba. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me just say that I would still vote for Idris Elba. But if there's anybody that could be the doctor, James Bond, and like a Star Trek captain, yep. it's Idris <laughs> yeah. Elba. There's nobody else. Just that's plug fantastic. Him in anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so if I had two votes, okay, I mean, I would still pick Idris Elba and then Hugh Laurie, but if I had three votes... I'm still pulling for Simon Pegg someday. I think he could do something cool. I mean, and see, Simon Pegg could be, he could be a legitimate follow-up to Capaldi because it would be another, I think, shift, mm-hmm. um, sure. even though he does kind of have that master look to him. But only I, I do want to say that um, I feel pretty um, impressed with how, just for myself, like how they have subtly brought me on board with the doctor maybe being a woman by making the master a woman. Because I had no problem with that transition at all. Mm-hmm. And I think because I love Gomez so much as the master, I was like, well, dang. <laughs> well, but the whole the this whole argument, yeah, the whole argument that we had before though was, I don't think anyone technically had a problem right. with the doctor being a woman, mm-hmm. but we did have a problem with the doctor being a woman 
just because she hadn't been a woman yeah, yet. Yeah, it's time to be a woman. Uh-huh. Yeah, people were yeah. like, oh, we need one because we haven't had one. I'm like, that's a yeah. terrible reason. Yeah. I was like, you need to have a woman doctor because you found someone who's going to be an incredible doctor that is a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I think that this thing with Michelle Gomez is going to make, will make that transition a lot easier if it happens. Okay. So for I wanna, me, it would. It well, would be I want to. I want to say something about Claire real quick, and then we can make a prediction. Because of that, I, okay. I have my first prediction of the future of Doctor Who. Ooh. Um, but so Claire, real quick. Okay. Okay. Claire, to me, uh, is diametrically opposed, and how I view her in in the half of season seven that she's in, she is probably my favorite companion. Um, I love the Impossible Girl. I love the Impossible Girl right up to the right up to the point where Stephen Moffat should have killed her mm-hmm. in um, the name of the Doctor, in the the time of the Doctor, time, name of the Doctor, the something of the Doctor. The name of the, it's the name of the Doctor. <laughs> the name yeah, of the Doctor. Is, yeah. That sounds right. Um, if Stephen Moffat would have killed Clara like he should have, um, and justified her sacrifice instead of making it fairly pointless, um. Clara would probably be sitting solidly at the top of my companion list um, because she was necessary, she was helpful, she was grateful, and she was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she was necessary. And even though some other companions I've liked, they've not always been necessary. And I think one of the best things about the companion is they're best when they're necessary because everyone wants to be the doctor, but everyone overlooks how important the companion is. Because the doctor without the companion isn't really the doctor anymore. So it was really sad for me to see Clara basically being a selfish, um, indignant, unlikable character Mm -hmm. in all of season eight. When she was mad and I felt like we were supposed to be on her side, I was like, you're being, you're throwing a temper tantrum and I can't, I, I just could not relate to her at all. Um, and it hit ahead, and actually Laura pointed this uh, out to me, why it set with me so wrong, is because um, I feel like almost everybody else I met in this season would have made a better companion this season than Clara did. Mm. And maybe maybe that was because she was supposed to be a terrible companion because Missy was setting it up that way. But, you know, I was like, I would love to see Danny Pink as a companion. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him going around the dark and, like, really sharpening the doctor you know that's like iron on iron stuff right there Mm -hmm. people with two different worldviews who who want good things to happen making each other better i think that would have been very interesting i think we need a solo male companion Mm -hmm. eventually yeah Yeah, you'll see what was wrong Um, well the right male companion not a male companion just to have a male companion yeah right Uh, this goes both ways um and not like jack who goes both ways but like (laughs) (laughs) literally um, but you know osgood i think osgood would make an incredible companion because she would have total faith in the doctor and at some point the doctor would have to let her down i think that would be a great thing to explore um wait isn't that called like the guy complex yeah (laughs) so um uh so instead in the final episode, and, the, and like I said, I'm getting back around to it. This is what Laura really showed me, or pointed out to me, that so the doctor comes downstairs, fi- finds out that Missy is loose, realizes that Osgood has died. This person that he basically just pseudo invited to go see all of time and space mm-hmm. means a great deal to the doctor. 
And then, uh, what is it, Kate mm-hmm. gets thrown out the plane too. These people that are very important to him. And Clara calls up and is like, my boyfriend's a Cyberman and I don't want him to feel bad about how much I don't love him well. So you come down here now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, I mean, and the, you know, the doctor is just lost to people who are really important to him. Mm-hmm. And she does not care about anybody but herself. Mm-hmm. And so she... I mean, she literally says, like, if, you, if you're if you not going to help me, then stay away from me. Mm-hmm. Like, if basically, if it's not going to be about me, then I'm not interested. Yeah. And, and at that point, like I said, I, I was more or less done with Clara. And at that point, I was like... Which is why I had no emotional involvement in the Clara and Danny Cyberman scene at the end of the season. Yeah, I think but, it was forced. I mean, yeah. Um, but but because of that, I, I like I said, I mourn, and this is a, this goes back to what I was talking about with season eight in general. I see so much good that why did you have to cloud it up with this? You know, mm-hmm. like Clara was a great companion. You know, uh, Jenna Louise Coleman brought a lot to that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I loved her in the Asylum of the Daleks, and I was like, when I saw her again, I was like, oh my gosh, is that the same person? That's great. Mm-hmm. And kind of like you said, finding a way to fit her in mm-hmm. that was awesome. And I'm almost real. I'm almost afraid though that they're going to try to reconcile those two halves of her just to reconcile them, mm. and that it's going to be like a hot mess. So <laughs> I'd well, almost rather them just say like. Well, let's pretend that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so the, so the Christmas episode, uh, uh, Nick Frost comes in uh, as Santa Claus. All right. As Nicholas. Actually, he doesn't even come. He, okay, this is what I just pointed out to Laura. I said, Nick Frost comes in, and he doesn't come in as Santa Claus. He comes in as Nick Frost. Yeah. Um, which was a little disappointing, because I was really excited to see how Nick Frost was going to be, but he basically was playing himself, not not <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus. Right. Yep. Um, he's like, I'm not going to try to do anything at all. I'm just going to come in here. And Everyone's just glad I'm here. Um, and... <laughs> And he he points out that things aren't right, and he he you know you can't you can't end things that way. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that something's going to happen. They're either going to re- reconcile Danny and Clara. I kind of hope they reconcile Danny and Clara, so we can be like they're great and move on from Clara mm-hmm. and get someone else. Because I think Clara's had her run. I'm ready to see something else. Well, that's the word. I mean, the word is she's she's yeah. leaving. Mm-hmm. So so my that's a hunch. My prediction is they're going to totally. Make a woman doctor sometime near in the future so that she can have a female companion so they can make out. No, wait. So that her and the master can make out. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, that just happened. Is that your prediction because you oh, think no. that's what's going to happen? Or because that's what you want to happen? No, I think Missy, I, everyone has gushed over Missy being a really great master. And I think mm-hmm. she was. Uh, oh, she re- has she, to come back. She was I, great. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I don't believe for a second she's dead. No. Yeah. no. Um, and I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that Osgood's not actually dead either. I'm hoping that the uh, the monster version was actually killed. I don't even care if I don't care which one, as long as one of them survived mm-hmm. um, from the 50th oh, that's anniversary. Right. I forgot that other one was out there. Yeah, so yeah. there's two two of her, and neither one of them know which one is the real one. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that she gets to come back that way. Okay. Um, anyway, I don't care mm-hmm. how it happens. Right. Um, heck, I wish Seb would come back because I thought Seb was really mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> he was hilarious. Oh, that scene was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he was great. That was good. See, Seb, a better companion than Clara. Yeah. I mean, you know, the little kid that Danny killed in the war, better oh. companion than Clara. Yes. You know, Man. the Too monster far, in the sir. moon, better companion than Clara. You know. Um. So we we can, can we? Can we? So can we have a moment of like bold predictions? Wait, hold like... on, hold on. 
the Dalek from Into the Dalek, better Stop companion it. than Claire. Oh, I do want to see Rusty. I want to see back. Rusty again. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Rusty. See, you're trying to shake your head at me like I'm disappointed. <laughs> but you're like, wait a minute. Mm, Rusty. Rusty and the Doctor. Hmm. Well, I mean, we had hand, Handles. Was that Handles his? Handles was. Yeah. And we were like, Handles, totally works. a better companion than Clara. <laughs> yeah. So this is like that, that better better love story than Twilight maybe. Yeah. I'm just going to be like, you know, Handles, still, still a, a better, better companion, companion than Clara in season eight. <clears throat> not, uh, you know, Martha, not better than Clara. I really liked Martha a lot. I and I'll tell you why. The family because, Well, she, I like a lot of the episodes she's oh, in. Oh, sure. Oh, and I, like, I was completely on board with her being in love with the doctor. Because who wouldn't be in love with the doctor? I, especially I since that. he kissed yeah. her at the beginning. But I love that. She, I mean, she recognized that. And she said, I have to remove myself from this situation. Which is not something that Clara yeah, was able to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, she would have traveled with him. He was totally fine with like them having some relationship that was tearing Martha apart yeah um but she was like I can't do it mm-hmm. and but she was like but we're friends and like I still want to see you you know let's hang out or whatever <laughs> I'm gonna give you a call and then she went and she was awesome he changed her life because she went and be, you know became a part of a unit or whatever so I really I like Martha and I like a lot of her, her episodes mm-hmm. Martha better companion than Claire in season eight <laughs> in, in season, season eight, eight. In yeah season eight. yeah that, that's I clarified this. This doesn't need to be clear. I said we clarified. Clara, clarified. Okay, we haven't used it near enough. All right. So <laughs> predictions, either either for the Christmas episode or for future, and this will be the last thing we do. So, Mandy, Mandy. Oh, no, someone else go first. I need a moment to gather my. <laughs> oh, predictions. Okay. I okay. Go. Well, then I'm sure Mark will go because Mark likes to be. Oh, okay. go, yeah. go. Absolutely. Well, as I as I like to say, there's 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 usually a great divide in between like what I think should happen and what I would see could happen from what they set up. And Are what you sure? Because we all predicted what was happening in this. Episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, like right. you know, maybe I think too hard, and uh, maybe I'm a better writer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Um, if they know what's good for them, they'll kill Claire in the next episode. And I mean, and I say that because thematically, what they have set up is the doctor. Basically, it's like I, I care for you mm-hmm. more than any person in the universe because, like, he thought that humans were pudding brains, but somehow at the end of this season, he cares more about Clara. You know, don't you think I would? You know, that whole thing about them going to hell and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think for for there's something to be really interesting for the doctor next season. It'd be really interesting if she she did not have a happy ending. Mm. Now, prediction won't happen. Uh, <laughs> prediction: mm. she'll get Danny wrapped under her Christmas tree for Christmas. Yep, that, that's wearing, the prediction. Wearing nothing but the bow. No, nothing with the bow. I mean, like you know that. I think that I think they're gonna go that way to give her a happy ending. She doesn't need a happy ending to be a great mm. character. She would be a better character if she did not. Um, like she would have died. Bold so, prediction, though, and a hope. I think Capaldi's going to do more than three seasons. So I just, I think he loves this role so much mm-hmm. that he's not going to just be like, oh, I want to go make movies. I mean, you know, I think he's unique to that, but that's a pretty, I, I don't like goodbyes, even though I love, you know, seeing the transition and everything. Mm-hmm. That's very much part of the mythology, but, um, but I think as not far ready as. To let go yet. Yeah, I think we also, I think next season. We will see something about Gallifrey mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. to the, We're going to go outside of the Earth, and what I think kind of what people are wanting is because it needs to go. I think we're going to see like a more universal kind of thing, and I I think the Daleks will be the big 
going to be in the next. Don't be disappointed because it's probably going to be the Daleks. <laughs> oh, I fully believe that we will see, like, the Daleks, the Cybermen, It'll probably the... the Angels, like, over and over again, and I'm fine with that. No, like I said, the, my, my biggest problem is, isn't that there's reoccurring characters or reoccurring bad guys. Mm-hmm. I actually like that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's when we're told that the they're all eradicated forever. But they're never. I mean, that's part of the whole thing. And then they, Until they, the well, next they, time. They come back once? Okay. They come back twice after they're all eradicated throughout all of time and space? But, Again? But that's the whole thing. Like, Well, it's what happens. It's the... It's, the, it's we, a time travel show. <laughs> it's, it's the, you can't ever get rid of anything. In all of time and space, apparently you can, because you can't save Amy and Rory. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get, you know. Okay. The biggest flaw in Doctor Who history is that you can't go back and save Amy and Roy for some reason. All right, so. Because that's dumb because you can't. But what you have is the weeping angel effect. I'm no longer scared of Cybermen like I was the first time I saw Cybermen cutting people's heads off or cutting <laughs> people's brains out. Yeah, they were far scarier in the first because time. Because <laughs> just like the weeping angels will never be as scary as they were in Blink mm-hmm. because the more you bring them back the less power they have because they're ju- they become just another thing that or just another pe- part of the noise mm-hmm. like in the in the the 50th anniversary when like they're in the snow oh i don't even know why that was there yeah wasn't oh, i didn't go there didn't matter i, I think that, my that problem... was not the 50th anniversary was it that not? was the no, matt that... smith send off episode the christmas, yeah. episode, christmas okay. special christmas episode there's I, um, like hardly anything wrong with the 50th, oh, the 50th yeah I didn't mean the 50th I, anniversary I totally was no. picturing the, <laughs> do yeah. not even say those words Mark's <laughs> that's like, like the, well, it's like a flawless episode yeah, his hands are shaking yeah. in rage um, <laughs> I, um, I think my I think I do maybe have a little bit of a problem with the Cybermen as reoccurring villains only because every time they come back they have to be like they um they do that thing like they they go bigger with like the flashiness but they don't go deeper with like the tear like oh yeah they were really fast in that one episode on the like like the 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 planet where yes. there was a you know what I'm talking about like, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare and silver, silver. yeah nightmare yeah. And silver they were like There's really no fast and unkillable and now they can yeah. like they have rockets and they can fly but actually the cybermen were not very scary in no, this they episode yeah. they just kind of stood around stupidly so. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, and I don't have a problem but, with this. But who doesn't love a, a zombie Cyberman? That was kind of cool. I'm sorry. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> and to point out Coming again, out Nightmare in Silver started with all the Cybermen have been destroyed and ended with all the Cybermen have been destroyed. <laughs> just just want to put that out again. They think. So, you know, like I said, recur- I mean, we obviously know there are still Daleks out there. And I think once they usually bring them back, they bring them back in... I would say pretty solid ways. Yeah, they, they explain it pretty well. I mean, Cybermen are just a bad guy to have. Yeah, yeah. and th- and that's my problem. I mean, with don't Cybermen. get me wrong; I'd love to see a new silence. You know, like give me somebody new. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm okay with it. as long as you don't explain it really, really poorly in the final episode. <laughs> in the final of the episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah, make them unscary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally like but, castrate them. <laughs> oh, sorry. What's up, guys? Yeah, and I, I also want to point out, even though I would love a new villain, I also think that it was very important for Capaldi's first season a doctor's first season to kind of have a familiar villain. Mm. I just thought it was interesting for him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, I mean, like, uh, the first villain that, um, the first villain that Chris Eccleson encounters, the, like, nesting consciousness or whatever, totally a throwback to, oh, yeah. like, the second doctor, or third doctor. 
They, I mm-hmm. mean, the, the like mannequins room. walking mm-hmm. around yeah. that they were in earlier in Classic Who. So, yeah, I agree. Like, it's it's good to have to say, like, hey, this is a new person, but this is a familiar world yeah. with familiar problems. So what are your predictions then, Lauren? I am so, so bad at predicting. So It's okay. Or hopes. I really don't have any predictions. Hopes. I would love to see the I'm an idiot with a box concept explored a little bit. Like, I, I would love to see that freeing them up from some, like, really heavy concepts that have to, like, pervade the entire season, all the episodes. Like, I just want to see them going and doing crazy stuff. Like, The Planet Midnight, awesome episode, completely disconnected from anything else, like, mm. you know, like, story arc-wise. Um I just, I, I really, I think, um, I think that I do have a problem with Moffat's style. Personally, it's not my jam. I think he clutters things up, and I would love to see, like, them take these interesting concepts and just say, let's talk about this. Let's focus on this and so, not have, you so, know. So a new showrunner. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a new showrunner. That's my prediction. That would be okay. No, but I will say one thing I've been thinking of is like, okay, so I think personally, just not a fan of him as a showrunner. Yeah, yeah. Love what he's doing with Sherlock and a lot of the writing he's mm-hmm. done for Who. Um, but, he's doing with Sherlock, yeah. And, and, you know, and, and because I don't, I'm not a huge fan of him as the showrunner, I don't even know how valid this is, but I was thinking about how, like, when Davies was running the show, I never, I didn't even really know his name. I didn't know who the showrunner was, mm-hmm. like... And I felt like that's because Davies did a good job of letting the writers do their thing. Um, and that, like, I'm sure, I mean, his style came out in that, I'm sure. But it wasn't like I could say that's clearly Davies. There's mm-hmm. nothing from, from his show running time that I could say, well, that's Davies doing Davies' thing. But but I see tendencies that Moffat has, like kind of self-indulgent storytelling. Sure. That I'm like, that's a Moffat thing. Mm-hmm. So, um it would be I think it would be great for the show because it's such a collaborative project if he could maybe take himself out of that a little bit but you know I, I don't think it's going to happen it's certainly not a prediction but um, well the prediction would be that it's not going to happen yeah, the prediction <laughs> is no. that will never happen well I pre- yeah I predict as long as they're making lots of money they're not going to change anything <laughs> oh he seems totally comfortable with his position as the showrunner oh, so. like, and my why hope, wouldn't my you? hope at, for for the Christmas episode though is like all of the Christmas episodes are like the saddest episode. I mean they're like people die yeah. and it's like Christmas and you're dead. <laughs> I mean you know it's like yeah. So I, I, don't you love I, snowmen? They're trying to eat yeah, you. Yeah, right, I got you. you know. <laughs> Victorian London, it's so beautiful. You're dead. You know. Like, <laughs> so you want this one to be a little bit more lighthearted? No, and... no, no, I want them to kill her. <laughs> I'm want... serious. Like. It's a Christmas episode. Yeah. I'm hoping that they go dark like they do with Christmas episodes yeah. for some reason. You know. And you know what? I I almost always love the Christmas episode. Yeah. I've loved a lot Mostly. of Christmas episodes. Yeah. John, can, like, is it sinking into anyone else that it was basically a year ago that we were getting ready to watch the 50th anniversary, like right now, mm-hmm. and wondering what was going to happen in the Christmas episode? It's already been a year. Just wishing our who life away. Yeah. Gotta live in the moment. You gotta enjoy the who you have today. Hooey! <laughs> <laughs> you're just full of these, aren't you? I'm sorry. <laughs> who knows? I'm gonna hear more. I predict that Mark will say more punny things. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna have a so, whole podcast about who puns. Um, uh, who to fuck it, you know? 
I'd, I'd love I'd love that episode. That'd yeah. be great. Okay. Um, Mandy, did you did you yeah. decide some predictions? Time, yeah. Have you had time to clarify your points? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I I really oh, hopes maybe more than predictions. I do think that we are going to see him a little bit go try to figure out what happened to Gallifrey. I'm mm-hmm. yeah, I think that will probably be a focus of more than one episode, not maybe Christmas, but I do hope that Clara dies. Oh, it's so awful. <laughs> it's so awful. Oh. Um, but, but I, I think, don't want I it to be like... Sorry, go I ahead. feel like you're both saying that though because like you want her to have a good you want to say like you know what Clara like you had a good ending and like <laughs> there's meaning to your life right oh, yeah. that's where I that's coming from you served y'all are like purpose. get her out of here <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 continue Mandy sorry uh, yeah no I, it doesn't have to be although I like things wrapped up in a nice neat bow it doesn't have to be it can you know just go on I don't want it to be like what is it the doctor the wife in the wardrobe or whatever where the husband mm. is dead and then all of a sudden he's not dead at the right. end um no please she needs to be long dead yes um i i think i would like to see some more strax in some episodes <laughs> he is yeah, oh my goodness i Absolutely. love dan stark he's well, fantastic I, I was i was disappointed because they were I, I heard the predator gang was supposed to come back at the end of the season but they didn't so. yeah i kept waiting that's one of our favorites is them and then there was mm-hmm. nothing else so i'm hoping that maybe they'll be in the christmas episode again that we'll see some more of them Mm-hmm. I really love the episodes that have like the crazy dark and the hilarity at the same time, you know. So oh, I, lo- I love Madame Vastra. Oh yeah, I, I mean she's just a great character. Yeah, love her. I'd love to see what all of them get for Christmas. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> like what does Strax get for Christmas? Exactly. Like, like a big old Some rocket lines. launcher with yeah. acid that's you know spews from the heavens or something. Now is Ginny dead? Ginny's no, dead, isn't she? No, no, no. They brought her back. No, all that stuff didn't happen. Oh, that's right. She was, she in, the was first in the first episode, episode of the yeah. season. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Remembering. Um, see, so this is now. where you write like a Christmas episode where everyone's getting exactly what they want in a Christmas present. And Strax gets a present that's ticking and everyone knows what it is. <laughs> and at some point when they're trying to get away from things, they're like, Strax, throw your present. You know? And he's like, that's not a tactical advantage. You know? And, <laughs> yeah. And then it blows up because everyone knows what it is except for Strax. And then he's really happy because it was a bomb after all. <laughs> you know? Like, these are great things. Yes, I know. Yes. You'd be writing some of this stuff and submitting it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you have all that from us. We've gone plenty long. We've covered everything we could possibly think of from season eight. Well, not quite. But we've we've covered a lot of it. And we've spent enough time doing it that we hope you've enjoyed it. We see hope that we've kind of covered the fact that there are lots of themes going on. There are lots of things going on. And even though some things weren't to our liking, there was a lot of things to love about it. It's definitely worth rewatching. It's definitely worth considering. And, um, I think Mandy's brought a lot of good points to the table about like when you watch this with your family, with kids, like there's great conversations to be had, you know, don't just turn your brain off and, and watch it because there's too many ideas bouncing around, whether we're distracted sometimes by, non-romantic romantic relationships or what uh, so keep that in mind keep focused keep watching uh who with your eyes open 
And we will probably, I guess we'll be taking a small break until the Christmas episode and then we'll come back and you'll get a Christmas episode and hopefully by then we'll have an announcement of when the next season will be, which will probably be like in three years or something <laughs> uh, because that's what happens. That's about right. Yeah. But until then, um, it, you know, if you want to, if you don't agree with something that Mark said on this show, then please go <laughs> to, you know, go, go to Real World Theology uh, uh, slash Whoology. You know, you can download the show. You can leave comments. We can keep talking about this. It'll be great. Yeah, we have various Twitter accounts, which I'll have in the show notes. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening through this initial inaugural season of Whoology. Thanks, Mark, for joining us occasionally. Thanks, Mandy, for joining us occasionally. Thanks to Laura for putting up with me talking about Doctor Who every week um, and forcing you to be on this show where you had to talk about Doctor Who, too. I know it was... Dang. So terrible for you. Um, the worst. And like I said, get get a hold of us if you're watching and you have a question. Like I said, we'd love to talk about this or we wouldn't take the time to do it. So please do not hesitate to do that. Um, I did want to thank again um, uh, Sindar and Relic for providing our intro and outro music. If you'd like to find out more about Sindar and Relic, please go to soundcloud.com slash Sindar and Relic. And until the next time that we get to have this discussion... We're reminding you to always take a banana to a party. Bye-bye. Cheers. See who next time. Toodaloo. Awesome. <laughs> High five. High five. Oh, you guys. <laughs>